You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All Things Covered listeners and All Things Covered viewers. We're back. Brian McFadden, Pat P., another outstanding episode for you guys. And for you followers of our show, of our podcast, of the YouTube page, one of the most requested interviews that we've had happened a few months ago. I mean, everyone loved the candid conversations we had with this said individual. And because of that, I felt it was only right that we asked him to Join us once again, but not just because everyone enjoyed the first conversation. This is an individual who has been known to be a dominating player throughout his time. And he has been, I mean, received award after award, but the ultimate award he just received some months ago. Uh, this is an individual who was a second round pick out of DBU. 1990, <laughs> second round pick coming from DBU. Tallahassee, Florida, by the way, of Duval County out of Florida State, spent 12 seasons, all with one organization, the Green Bay Packers, four-time first-team All-Pro, member of the 1990s All-Decade Team, Super Bowl champion, founder of Leap Vodka. Oh, get this, Leap Vodka, they got a new flavor, lemonade flavor. They say that thing is That's fire. Summer. That's summer flavor. They say it's Pat <laughs> Pete. You know I don't drink, but because we got him on the show for two times, I think I'll take a shot of it. Hey, man, I, I know what. I need, I need me a bottle, man. I need to taste it. You can get you a bottle, I'll take me a shot, Pat. You can put some hell on my chest. They, they say that lemonade is fire. Make sure you go get it. We definitely, he will give you all the information you need to be able to go support his brand. But the most important thing that we are going to highlight, soon to be enshrined in what I call football heaven. Yeah. Yes, sir. Football heaven, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And today, Pat P, while we're recording this, today He's is his cancer, birthday. Brother. It's his birthday. Right. He's my cancer brother. No question, right. no question, right. no exactly. other, no other than the great Leroy Butler. Leroy, man, thank you again for joining us. Happy birthday to you, coming from All thank Things you. Covered. How you doing? How you sure. feeling? Well, first of all, I love you guys. That's why we... Uh, the first interview we talked about, if I, I was lucky enough to make it, I was going to come back. Uh -huh. But we got to address Patrick's hair, man. <laughs> I, I know he looked 25 with his body. I feel like he's 19, but he really looking young now. <laughs> uh, I, hey, Leroy, I don't know how a man can grow his hair that fast. <laughs> I don't know how. Whatever kind of what, what, the grease he's using, he needs to share the wealth. Right around, right around, Leroy. Hello. Yeah, yeah he got to get to show us the plug or something, man. I mean, yeah, no question, no question. But Pat P, boy, this hair grow mighty fast, mighty fast. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm actually I'm proud of you, Patrick, because you're entering in. Uh, whenever you play over eight, ten years, the rest is gravy. Right. So I remember I reached out to my boy McFadden and said, "What, what, what, what's going on with my boy, man?" And they right. say, "You know." 
He said he's back. As a matter of fact, you're gonna be with one of my coaches, uh, Ed Donatel. Yeah. Ed, Ed coached me. I just talked to him, and um, he's just a nice guy, man. So I think yeah. you last, if this year, last year, or whatever, mm. you're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So, but I'm glad to be on the show with you guys because I love this is one of my favorite podcasts that I subscribe to. Out of all the players, um, it's a lot of player podcasts out there, which we support them all, but, you know, yeah. all things covered, you know, is pretty special to me because it's almost like talking to two brothers. Uh, we appreciate it. We, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We, we enjoy you, number one. We grew up watching you, so we're fans of you, but everything you've done on and off the football field has been ideal, and, and we're trying to recreate the same success you've been able to have throughout your lifetime. And let's go back to the last time we spoke. It was one week before uh, the Hall of Fame. Yep. Charles Woodson broke the news to you on your, on your doorstep, and then Brett Favre made the announcement in front of the public at the NFL Honors. What were your emotions in each of those moments? You know, that's a good question because I didn't know how they were going to do it because normally you would, uh, without the pandemic, um, you would go to wherever the, the Super Bowl is and you would go into a room thinking, talking about anxiety and you sit there, you either get a phone call or not. So, but Jim Porter is the new president. And he was thinking, how are we going to do this? Because this is something new because Jim Porter just took over for Mr. Baker, the big tall guy yeah. that used to do the knocks. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I don't know how they're going to do it. And, and they first told my wife, and um, I, it was the day before the Packers were going to play San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so she found out I was on a tour. Like, we do tours with alumni through the stadium for fans. Mm-hmm. So when she found out, um, and then the Packers lost to San Francisco, uh, she probably would think I should tell him now that he made it. It'll make him feel better. But no, she didn't <laughs> tell me. So I'm thinking, okay, everything leaks. So I'm looking at social media. I just want to know. if I, And listen, I've been a finalist two years. I get it. I'm not going to yell at no voters. I'm not going to be hating on whoever went in. I just, God is good. I'll just wait my turn. Right. Nothing, guys. Nothing. And then my daughter um, called me and said, Dad, I need you to come to Grandma's house because I want you to go to sign an autograph for these students because I do a Butler versus Bullying thing at okay. uh, schools. So I said, okay, I got to be there. So I threw my favorite shirt on is the Salute the Service Packer shirt. I threw it on, and I go over there to my in-laws, and I'm sitting there. And I said, oh. I had to do an interview with the Racine Journal Times, and the guy lives. I said, can you just come around here because I got to take my kid to school, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, fine, everything is going. I'm doing the interview with the young man, and my father-in-law, guys, when I tell you he don't let nobody answer the door, nobody answered the door. I hear a knock. He said, Roy, get that. He was in the back room. I said, wait a minute. This guy never. (laughs) And he has a little ring thing that he can see you. He still won't let nobody go to the door. (laughs) So I went there. And when I, you know, I'm from the inner city. You know, Brian, you know this now. I looked at that peephole. Most people just open the door up. Now I looked at the people and I saw Woodson. It still didn't register. Mm -hmm. No, it did not. Had I saw Brett Favre, 
Yeah, you would have knew. You would have knew. I said, my wife's wood here. How you know where my in-laws live? So I said, <laughs> it hit me. And I got emotional. I thought about my mom, you know, being a, in the inner city. I mean, it was rough, guys. I mean, it was my life story. I don't know why God chose me to navigate these waters, but it was rough. But all that emotion come over here. Then I saw Woodson's jacket, the gold jacket, because he had it on. Mm-hmm. I said, this is getting real. <laughs> but then I saw um, Weich from the NFL Network. I saw 60 people with cameras. And I'm outside on the porch with no shoes on. It was 11 degrees. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is, you just don't know how you'll react. So yeah. fast forward, I know now I got to keep a secret from America because they want to release it at the honors. Uh-huh. So I know I'm excited because they taped that before. So I'm in LA. Now, Patrick, you may know this, but I didn't know LA was either you are famous or you work hard to be. Okay. Right. Everybody wanna be famous. Out there. Oh my. So it was like paparazzi everywhere. I said, somebody's gonna leak out that I'm here. Uh-huh. Nobody knew nothing. We flew in. I didn't see nobody at LAX. We go to our room, nothing has come out. And then right before we was on the bus to go to the honors. And they hit me. They say, your boy go introduce you. I said, oh man, that's platinum. And then I took a video, you know, Florida State. Now you know how we do it. Yes, sir. Self-aid, you know, I made it or something like that. So right before they announced me, um, I said that, and I remember seeing Cedric the Entertainer and Lisa Ray when they was going out there to introduce. They were just doing the show, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. It was dark; they couldn't see us. They didn't. They didn't want nobody to tweet out who made it. So only like half of people who followed me knew that I was about to come out. But a few, eighty percent of the Packer fans, you had no idea. Yeah. Then Brett goes and do his thing. Now I think now, allegedly. Baselli was supposed to go first, but it was something wrong with the prompter or something. But I was ready. Mm-hmm. I went first. <laughs> now, if you do the alphabet, you know, Baselli's supposed to be first. Yeah. So, guys, I went out there and I got my light on because I'm trying to do a like a selfie thing. Mm-hmm. Adrian James come up to me on the stage. Dude, turn your light off. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. It's just been so emotional. I'm happy for my family and friends, and I'm really happy for you guys too because I represent you guys. You guys are a fabric of me because they're like your friend, Leroy Butler, goes into Hall of Fame, and by us being friends, and that's what I like about it. It's not just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's everybody you know. So I'm pretty excited. But yeah, that's dope, man. And speaking of the Hall of Fame, we know uh, you've been working on it for years, knowing that you had to wait a couple of years, um, but not giving away too much. What would be your theme of your Hall of Fame speech? The walk, the walk up song. Yeah. We know you, you like Gunna and, and Kodak and, yeah. you know, a few up to date rappers, but you, what, what, what's your walk up song going to look like? Well, I'm... We, we know you're a super gremlin. We know you're a super gremlin. I'm probably some ambition for cash on Key Glock. <laughs> okay. And, and I love the Migos, but 
<laughs> but what I what I offset hotel lobby, man. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. A guitar I can't play guitar. You said it, hold on. You say hotel lobby. Hold on. Yeah, I, I think man. I got something. Quavo. Play, I love Quavo, man. I love it. Yeah, you, I love you, it. You, you, you were talking about Quavo last time. Yeah, I love Quavo, man. Oh, hey. hey, Leroy, that make you feel like you want to put some pads on, don't it? What? My wife and son here, otherwise I would be doing that. She <laughs> looking at me, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. I'm hey. glad you asked that question because they just gave us the order. Mm. I'm first. You first, yeah, you first up. So you gotta yeah, come up with a bank. Yeah. And so so we might we might get that hotel lobby when you I, number one, I know you have a fresh edge because when they did it at the NFL honors, boy, that, I don't know who gave you that tape, that lineup, but boy, that lineup was sharper than a, a piece of cut glass. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be crispy. It's gonna be crispy. Oh, like man. as soon as he get through, I'm walking out crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it, has to be. I love it. it has to be. Oh, I can't. Hey, I can't wait. But yeah, that hotel lobby. I, I'm rocking with that, Leroy. I'm rocking that's with that good. right there. That's go. That's going. That's going to hit real nice. That's. But see, Leroy, you know, when you go to Tallahassee, your swag because it, it's a little different swag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People really don't know about the the swag when you play the DBs in the backfield. Yeah. Tallahassee, Florida State. You know, you learn it's a little different, Dion, man. No question. Dion pulled me to the side and said, "Young blood, come here." I know that jersey on the front means something, but it's something to the name on the back of the jersey too. Yeah. You represent your family. Mm. So your brand, I said, what is a brand? What is that? What is, it say everything about prime time and what you stand for is off the field and on the field. He said, it's not really arrogance. It's just to let people know I understand what's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. hey, Pat, you know you a shutdown corner. Yep. You used to say in your head, I dare you to throw it over. Right, <laughs> no doubt about it. I am I right? You said, man, I dare you. That's why one day you're gonna be wearing a jacket, and you're gonna be thinking, you know what? How's my brand when I was with the Cardinals? How's my brand with Minnesota, and somewhere in between? Mm. That's how you. It keeps you sane. To say, you know, I waited 16 years, three years as a finalist to make it, but making it is making it. But as Brian said, you got to make an impact when you're first. And that does come from Florida State. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. DBU, Pat P. It's our time to shine. Let us have it. You see, I ain't saying The DBU, let us have it. I'm letting let you have it, man. I, 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 we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Hey, so when you look at, you know, your time in Green Bay, Let's talk a little bit about your two Hall of Fame teammates, Brett Favre and Reggie White. Brett mm -hmm. has said when he got to Green Bay, uh, he didn't know how to read defenses. Was that evident once uh, he learned to read them? And what was it like to see him go through practicing, especially going through that learning curve of trying to learn defenses, playing against guys like yourself and other great players on the defensive side? The thing I admire about Brett the most, he was going to do it a traditional way that fits him. I remember him throwing an interception in practice like the couple of weeks when we got him from Atlanta. He was very upset. He was like kicking the dirt, you know, hands on his hips. I went over to him. I said, listen, if you think you can throw it between the linebacker, over the safety's head, and between the corner, do it. It's my job to get it back. Mm -hmm. 
Because if a receiver takes me deep on a stop and go, a tight end scores on me, your job is to go out there and throw the Sterling Sharp and get that back. And he understood where we come. You, my brother, just play. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to check it down, you play the way you play. That's the only way we're going to get who we want. So he just played. Right. I, I mean, the guy was just truly amazing when you come to quarterbacks. The quarterbacks were systematic, you know, kind of robot. Brett went like, mm-hmm. Brett said, yeah. I'm going to make this throw. So you got to be ready. And the guys are like, wait a minute, I'm double covered. I'm throwing it to you whether they know it or not. You could be double covered. And again, you know, sometimes they picked it. But for the most point, at one point, he had more touchdown passes than anybody. So I thought it offset both. And, and you said something very, very impactful there when you talked about uh, he just played. And I think when it comes to being in sports, when it comes to being successful in the professional world, the great ones have no fear. Mm-hmm. Right. They have no fear at all. If they mess up, okay, it's cool. Let's get right back out and do it and do it right and do it better. And that's the difference with being good and great, in my opinion, when it comes to just life in general. Because whatever it is you're trying to put forth to do, if you do it and you have no fear in front of you, if anything, the fear is behind you and it's pushing you to go forward, no question you're going to be successful. And that's why, you know, guys like yourself, you're in going into the hall. You know, other great ones have with who's been who've been able to get to that level. They're going in. Eventually, Pat P will do the same thing because you guys were fearless. And everyone doesn't have that mindset or that attribute. Only the great ones do. Yeah. Especially when you're playing corner. No question. Because people, I just said, why you chose defensive back? I think about it. We're just as important as a quarterback. And the guy said, Well, tie this in. And Patrick, you're gonna know this. I said, think about a position when you look behind you, you see nobody. Right. <laughs> the ones, if you look behind, you see the goal post. Everybody else, you look behind, they got somebody. Right. right? That ain't a good feeling. Island and this zero coverage. Oh, 21, he got it. The other guy, like, wait a minute, I need a little help. You know, we rotate this way. Put Patrick on the island. Or, you know, if you could say, well, I like the combination coverages. You know, you know, Bryant was one of these guys. This guy hit you, man, but he can do multiple things. And coaches try to figure out what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once you put that helmet on, my mom told me this. She said it's a team sport, but it's one guy in that helmet. Mm-hmm. Do your job, beat the guy across from you, and you did your job. Right. Your teammates will help you along the way. And that's why, uh, matter of fact, I thought – I said this last time, the most platinum thing I posted was all things covered is a, that's a, that's a platinum brand. Cause you think about it. Once you ever got covered, you feel relieved. Like, you know, this is a hard job. Yeah. This is a hard job. So being a defensive back, there's nobody to save you. No Everybody else can help. Right. Not us. And speaking of, I know you just talked about Brett Farr throwing an interception in practice. Um, we also heard, you know, Antonio Freeman, Donald Driver, both said the speed of his <laughs> passes result in broken fingers. So how did that feel to you when you had an opportunity to pick off Brett? It was, it was, it was like a playing a pitcher that threw number fastballs. Yeah. And the thing about it, the rotation and trajectory of each pass if you can see it, you can catch it. Well, my problem was tracking it. 
Because you're thinking we're playing cover two. Mm-hmm. And if there's a guy running deep, there's no way he's going to try to fit it. It's like a little dead area right between that, like 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 a fade route. He's not going to try to throw that. Right. And he threw it, and I felt the ball come in my arms. And I'm running like I scored. <laughs> I'm running like it's a pick six. And next thing you know, I said, wait a minute. It went through. <laughs> it went right through. And I think my guy Corey Bradford called it for a touchdown in practice. I was so glad it wasn't no social media. Could that have been all over TikTok? I mean, <laughs> you said TikTok. <laughs> get that through. I mean, it went right through. I mean, all the defense are back for a reason, right? <laughs> but it went through my, I was ready, I was ready to do the leap, cuz. <laughs> it went through. I said, man, why would you just why would you try that? I would yeah. like do it. <laughs> the gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah, hey, so Leroy, it's funny you mentioned leap. You know, let's go ahead and transition to the Minister of Defense, the great, the yeah. late great Reggie White. Uh, how great. did Reggie White influence your career beyond tossing you the lateral uh, that led to the very, very first ever? Lambo Leap. For you guys that are joining the show, you didn't check out the first episode with Leroy Butler. He is the individual who created the Lambo Leap. And because of that, he has his own vodka, Leap Vodka. But tell us a little bit about that play. And, you know, what other way did the Minister of Defense, the late great Reggie White, influence your career? Guys, he he really turned our mentality around to say when he first got the first I bought, first of all, I didn't believe that he was coming because he sued the league to be a free agent. We used to have this yeah. called Plan B. They would protect six or seven guys and pay you a certain amount. The other guys, they just let you go or cut you. I want to determine my fate. I want to go wherever I want to go. So he was a guy. We had the smallest market. I heard he was in San Francisco signed a four-year, $17 million deal or something. At the time, that was the largest deal alignment i heard he signed mm. weeks later i saw him in the training room i said what you know got you. brian you know i'm nosy <laughs> i got to go over there and talk to reggie white man it's reggie. <laughs> i said reggie what you doing in green bay you lost what's going on he said man god told me to come to the packers i said you sound oh. like him too <laughs> I tell you, how about that guaranteed seven? They guaranteed every dollar. Did that help? Right. That helped too. That helped. <laughs> <laughs> they fully guaranteed his contract. Was that the first fully guaranteed contract? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Fully every dime. He was getting Reggie it. Reggie White was getting it. Yeah. And plus, it was his team because he was with Philly. Yeah. When he first got there, guys, he said, man, I want to win a Super Bowl, but before we try, we got to be close. Mm-hmm. So I want guys to go to Bible study. Ain't nobody show up. Me, Eugene Robinson. He said, where the guys? I said, Reggie, you got to do what Jesus did. You got to go to the people. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, God like to go out. That's our toughest practice. Like go to the bar, hang out. Drink a beer, put their feet up because it's been a rough week. You got to come to the bar. Reggie said, I ain't going to no bar. I said, you don't have to drink. Just let the boys see you one of them. Because right now, it's like your grandpa. There's grandpa. Don't curse. Oh, wait. Yeah. Don't say this. Turn the TV. You know, you know make sure it's up. 
So he he came out. The guy saw him. He left early now. <laughs> he got there at 6 30, left like 7 15, but they saw him at the bar. Yeah. The following week, we had 58 guys in Bible study. Mm. And we was on that track, 94, 95. We championship game playing against Dallas, and we was one team, one dream. Mm. If Reggie doesn't do that, I just don't know if we win. No mm. question. Togetherness. Yeah, togetherness for sure. And, and, and to stay on the uh, Reggie White topic, how was unstoppable was his hump move? Like we all- uh, Thanks for that question. <laughs> Reggie never lived weights. What? He was born, Reggie was born with teeth. He was born <laughs> with a beard. Grown he never beard. lived weights. Reggie never do no beard. He ain't got no guns like you, McFadden. Come on, dog. Yeah. But the strength that he displayed out there, you thought he would, you would think he was in the weight room. Leverage. He said, come here, young blood. I said, I got leverage. I said, leverage? What are you talking about? <laughs> Reggie was a cardio guy because he never wanted to get tired. Uh-huh. 65, 300, ripped. He had natural biceps and triceps. He didn't, wasn't a weight guy, but leverage. He'll go upfield, and as Patrick said, and if a guy moving, trying to do that kick step, just push him over and come underneath him. Mm. And he'll look at the peripheral of the quarterback, how deep the quarterback this is. The three step drop, which he hated. Let <laughs> 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 the quarterback get rid of it. He needed to go, he had a spin move, he had that hump. And then he got them guessing on their heels. He just pushed them. I said, man, you really? Because I never saw him like in a film room, extra practice. He used to do it in his locker. Just sit there and just look at like what tackles he's about to face. And he knew if a guy, he said, if a guy 320 pounds or more, if he leaned back, he can't come back up forward. No question. Once he leaned back, I got him. And he was smart. That's how I got my sex. I said, so how do I do this now? Because I want to try this. He said, no, you're not going to be able to, to use the hump or that club. Uh-huh. He said, but what you can do, he can do is just go upfield and come underneath, but don't lose contain. Mm-hmm. I said that again. I said, go up. And when the guy turn his hips, cross him up like a basketball player. Yeah. And don't lose right. the contain. And don't lose contain. No gonna be mad. 21. <laughs> now you gotta come up to hey man, who lost contain up there? Hey, Patrick, uh, hey you know what they say you lose contain, you lose the game. No <laughs> doubt about it. Now I'm covering five more seconds. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? We sent six guys. <laughs> and the quarterback oh. got out the pocket. And now you don't know what's going like a Michael Vick or somebody uh. or a Warren Moon. You get don't let him out. Randall Cunningham, don't do it. Uh. Got, so Reggie taught me that, and that's why I was able to get a lot of stats. I got a quick question. I see, I want to know if this is a fair comparison. Okay. Aaron Donald and Reggie White, as far as their ability to 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 uh to manipulate offensive linemen to be able to stop the run. To be able to play every down, is that a fair comparison? I, if you're in the barbershop, yes, right. it is because that's where most arguments start, right? Yeah, yes, because you're so impactful. Mm-hmm. Reggie White, Super Bowl 31, three sacks, took over the game. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, fourth quarter, Super Bowl. 
right? Can't right. block him. Right. I don't even know if he's human. I, they need to study him at the Smithsonian. Because <laughs> he's not supposed to be doing that at his size. He has no fat on him. Right. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Cooper Cup because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> but that could have been Aaron Donald. Right. When I see Aaron Donald, I see two people on the interior. Two people I see. 99 in Tampa Bay was unstoppable. Sad. Sad. That first step is a blur. And Howie Long. Mm. Howie Long first step. So it's like Aaron Donald's a commander, Reggie White, Howie Long, and Sap. That's why they gave this guy $95 million guaranteed for the next two or three years. Right. Worth Man. every penny. Well, well, check this out, Leroy. You got an opportunity. You talk, you watch Aaron Donald because you're a fan of the game. You see how dominant he's been. You played against Reggie. You played with Reggie. You played against Lawrence Taylor. You've seen some of the best to ever do it. So if you had to rank your top three best defensive players Ooh. ever, Ooh. Okay. ever, one being the best, yeah. I need you to give us your top three because I never played against Reggie. I understand. Never played I with him. I never played against LT. LT was my favorite player growing up, by the way. LT. You know what I mean? You saw Dion, you saw Ronnie, you saw how, you saw the who's of who. And you're watching Aaron Donald, as Pat P just mentioned, do what he's been doing. But give me, if you had to give your top three best defensive players ever. Here's why I'm justified, because I've always asked offensive guys these questions. So this is this is legitimate. So to me, you, this could be biased or whatever, but Big Dog, Reggie White, was the most feared player because he – there's no sliding in the line. There's no double team. And he would jump over – as Warwick Dunn, jump over Warwick Dunn, psych quarterback. Mm. So Reggie White's one to me. Still by it. Ronnie Lott to me just took over the game, man. Yeah. He just, he just Ronnie Lott never <laughs> dropped a pig. He just nobody ever, he never gave up a touchdown in my mind. But when you telling somebody you have the hash marks are different from college to the pro. Mm-hmm. The pro is in here. Colleges are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're telling one guy that you own an island, you're never going to get any help prime time. No. Most guys would never say you cover 50 by yourself. And that was prime time. Now, I'll say this. When I talk to quarterbacks, Lawrence Taylor, I mean, their heart is about to come out their chest. <laughs> they, I mean, running backs, tight ends, they just – and they didn't like him. So you got to have a villain and a likable guy together. Uh, he was he – Nobody liked LT because he would – he would just, before games, just go up and whisper in you, yeah, man, I'm going to get full sack today. And matter of fact, I'm going to pick it off too. So, of course, he's going to be on a lot of people's top threes. But if it's a Rushmore of the best defensive players, LT would be the, would complete the Rushmore of defensive players, in my opinion. So who your top three is? Would be Dion would be on that. This is on the Mount Rushmore. Dion, Reggie White, Ronnie Lott, and LT. No, 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 no,
Oh, no, no, I, I for your top. Oh, no, 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 no. No, one is Reggie White. No, I, one Reggie White. Okay, I try to get a rush more. One is Reggie White. <laughs> yes. Two is Ronnie Lott. Yes. And three is Deion Sanders. Okay, that's that's your top three. <laughs> yeah. Pat, he tried to slide through, didn't he? He tried I to, to slide he tried to hit me with that underneath, but kept contained. He tried to keep containment, right? Uh, hit me with that underneath, but try to keep that containment. <laughs> you doing one of my comebacks, Matt. <laughs> no question, no question, no. I want the top three. The people want your top three. That's your that's top three. I'm standing on it too. Them top Stand three being everybody's top three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, Ain't that's no PC here. Those guys, those three guys to me are amazing. Real, real quick, go. Super Bowl 30 31. What was your fondest memory from that night against the Patriots? Other than seeing Luther Vandross in person, <laughs> I'm gonna put that to the side. <laughs> and some one of the interns came. Hey, was, to he, was he big Luther at the time or he was a little Luther? I ain't gonna say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was a little Luther. He was a little okay. <laughs> But he was amazing. I just I just saw him. I had tears running down my eyes. I remember how my grandmother, my sister, my mom, Luther Vandross was like he was God, man. That's how my grandpa in the city, man. He was everything. I mean Did he sing the national anthem? Yes. Oh yeah. boy, I know he. All right, all right. No, he. I know he left his soul out there. Fire, and then at the halftime show, they had the Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and Belushi and them. So the entertainment, I like that. But that what that means, the Super Bowl. I didn't realize this, but on that trophy it says Lombardi. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, if we win this trophy, it's gonna be some grown man crying because I saw no a sign said 30 years of misery has ended. We're going to the Super Bowl. And if you're an African-American kid in the inner city, single parent, poverty, uh, being bullied since I was first grade to 12th grade, war hand-me-downs, crime, I mean, violence every single day to win a Super Bowl to me was truly, it wasn't luck. I just think that God gave me the ability of this negative I ain't giving you no energy because I got to get my mom out of these projects. Mm. I saw that Lombardi trophy. It was, I said, this is what it feels like when you can really go from being a special needs kids, special education. This is impacting the world because, and then Mike Holmgren said the best line, this trophy means mean more to everybody who wins it, but it means more to us because it has somebody in our franchise name on it. That's no a question. Question. And speaking of your franchise, last time we spoke, you was very uncertain about Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay. At this yeah. point, you believe he will retire in a Packer uniform? Yes, I think he will. They structured his contract so that the next year it's going to be a big cap number. But for the next three years, if he wants to play, he's going to finish his career out the Green Bay Packers. And that's what I've always said to any person. Sometimes it ain't up to you. Sometimes it is up to you. And sometimes you don't get the opportunity. But if you can finish as a quarterback, your legacy with one team, not many people can do that. Mm -hmm. He's had all the All-Pros. He had all the four-time MVP. 
And now he has the money and secure. And you think about it, though. Think about it. If you was 38 years old, you had no kids, and you're not married, and you got $350 million in the bank, man, I ain't mad at nobody. <laughs> no wow. doubt. Say what you want about me. No I don't question. Yeah. Hate on me, cancel me, I don't care. But the fan base loves him because we love loyalty. So I think yeah. he will, Patrick. I think he'll finish. He'll play the whole three years. Now, the question off of that, what do you do with Jordan Love? But if you pick up his option, you're going to have almost close to 80 and $90 million in quarterbacks. And so what do you do with that? So they're going to yeah. have to just keep Jordan Love, keep developing him. Yeah. Last question for you. So uh, how they did Brett and Aaron, in a sense, right? Thanks. Because Aaron didn't play to his fifth year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think it was his third, third year. fourth year. Third or fourth year. But you're, but you're correct because when Brett retired, they gave the keys to Aaron and they wasn't going to take him back. Yeah. So they traded, they traded Brett to the Jets. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think they're in a good place. You don't let Jordan Love go anywhere. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play the entire contract. I think he might play. He's going, clearly he's playing this year, maybe next year. Right. But that third year, I think he probably will sit it down by then. Um, right. But you still got Jordan Love. So, yes, yeah, state Jordan Love, unfortunately, you got to sit and wait. Yeah. yeah. He, he's on the Aaron Rodgers watch oh, list. Man. Until he leaves, he won't play. Yeah. Yeah. Last question before you, Leroy, before we let you go. Uh, let's talk about the expectations of a rival of the Green Bay Packers. Pat P's Minnesota Vikings. Uh, what are your expectations for the Vikings this year? And, and do you think they actually can be extremely competitive against the aforementioned Green Bay Packers in the division. Well, yeah, well, I would, I'm sure Patrick can't say this, but the North is terrible. It's a two team race, okay? Yeah. Because, you know, Detroit and Chicago, they're so when you think about Minnesota, the reason why Kirk Cousins, man, that guy was, he's probably made more money than anybody in the last three or four years because they didn't have a quarterback, a lot of guaranteed money there. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, I don't know if this is breaking news or not, but I'll talk about it. But he was on my fantasy team, too, because I love Jefferson. Yeah. They had the weapons. They've had the weapons, but they felt like Zimmer has took us as far as he can go. O'Donnell is basically going to say, listen, we're going to press reset. We can beat the Packers. We split with them last year. Yeah. So, it, and then a few years ago, we did win the division. So, the pieces are there. But defensively, you got to slow down Aaron Rodgers in that group, mm -hmm. even without Devontae Adams. Yeah. You got to put him in a position to where make it a, a high scoring game. But Justin Jefferson is a problem. If Thielen is healthy, he's a problem. Uh, they got one of my favorite safeties, you know, Harrison. So they have all the pieces. But when you have a new coach, you'll get that new coach bump. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, I'm sure the fan base is saying if we get past Green Bay, we have a chance to go in the playoffs. So I expect the uh, actually I expect the Vikings to be in the playoffs. But you got to have the right kind of veterans around the young guys, yeah. So they can understand winning. That's why Patrick is very important. One team, one dream is what you said, right? Oh, one team. Right. I'm gonna use that this year, Leroy. Yeah, one team, one dream. Pat P's up. You got to get the guys together. Togetherness is that's the only way you're gonna get to that sticky Lombardi. Like togetherness. Hey, hey, Leroy, you play fantasy football. I, I heard you mention that. You pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I won like I ain't gonna brag, but I won like 
three out of the last seven years. Okay, okay. Well, shoot, I, I might shoot you a text. We might need that. We might have an opening in one of the leagues yeah. I'm in. You wait a minute, y'all paid or free? No, no, we ain't free. Oh, how much y'all, hey man, just DM me with, y'all may be too much <laughs> Yeah, I think I had the one we paid 200. That's the, that's the cap. That's the cap, okay. Some of these leagues, like four, so what we have, what we do, we have a fee, an entry fee, and we yeah. do transaction fees. Cause you know, a lot of guys would be dropping and adding players for no reason. We got Huh? Y'all doing too much. Y'all trying to make it like a real franchise. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because they can't just drop and add players weekly in the league. You know that. So we got to make it as, as real as possible. I just got a text from Eric, your producer, saying, Leroy, don't do it. Listen, we, we, might, we might have to add you in there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know we got to open it. Hey, but on that note, the great Leroy Butler, Leap Vodka. What can we get to Leap Vodka? Happy birthday again, baby. Happy birthday. What can we get to Leap Vodka? Matter of fact, I'm going to send him my, my address. I need him to send it to me personally. Oh, I can ship it anywhere, matter of fact. Right now, we're only in Wisconsin for, I think, until the fall. And then we're going to be everywhere. Okay. And if you're a distributor out there, reach out to me, you know, at Leap 36. And uh, we want to put it everywhere. Like you mentioned, we got the Leaping uh, Lemonade. Me and another Hall of Famer, Robin Yao. With the brewers, we came together and we got the the cocktail can of the summer. So mm. you can go to at Leap36, follow me, leapspirits.com for all the information. They gonna put some hair on my chest? Oh, it may take some off. I see the turning, baby. Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.